Hi everyone, welcome to the Reitzel Brothers Podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm Curtis. We are the co-hosts of this podcast. We are investor-focused realtors working with our clients to help them build massive wealth in real estate. This is a place where we talk about real estate investing, wealth, and giving back. Make sure to check us out on YouTube and join our private real estate investor group on Facebook called the Tri-City Real Estate Investor Club. Links are in the description. Enjoy this episode. Hey everybody, it's Matt Reitzel. I'm here as usual with Curtis Reitzel with the Reitzel Brothers Podcast. My voice almost did the thing again today. Almost. almost. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Uh, Okay, so yes, we are here today. I feel like I don't need to say who we are because you every time that we open a podcast episode saying it's Matt Reitzel, people listening probably know that. Anyways, just... uh, I guess before we get into housekeeping today, we're going to be continuing on with a Millionaire Real Estate Investor book um, in the Own a Million section, talking about the network. Um, so we're going to be talking more about that. There's a couple points that we are planning to dive into today. So just a bit of quick housekeeping. Um, if you're listening on YouTube, uh, make sure you hit the like button. If you like what we've been doing lately, uh, if you're new, hit the subscribe button to find your way back. We appreciate the support. We're almost at 200 uh, subscribers, so that's awesome. Um, on pod on podcast, yeah, you can give us a nice review. That also helps us reach more people, and that is really what this is all about. Just you know, trying to provide right good information and yep. um, you know help other investors out in the area and potentially worldwide um if you're not a part of the tri-city real estate investor club check us out on facebook and on meetups.com again it's called tri-city real estate investor club um we do a weekly email as well out to the members so if you're interested in that um also if you're curious how your real estate portfolio is performing uh let us know we can definitely help out with that um one of the main ways really is just getting up to date with what values are. Yep. So if you have a handful of properties or just one or a hundred, whatever it is, um, send us an email. We always have that in the description. We can help out with uh, figuring out what those properties are currently worth yep. and which is really handy for updating your net worth, which I know we talk about um, endlessly, uh, updating your net worth yep. on a regular basis if possible, because then you know where you're at. Right. Right. And then obviously we can help out with uh, filling out the rest of it. But a lot of a lot of the times, uh, investors are okay looking up, you know, what their own mortgage balances are, etc. Um, so yeah, curious about the values? Let us know. We can also set you up on a search so you're continually continually updated on those values as well. And also, if you're curious about a career in real estate, again, there's a lot of people in the investor club who are obviously interested in real estate, so possibly a career in real estate would be of interest. Uh, It's a great opportunity. So if you're curious about that, again, reach out. We can definitely get you some more information on that. We're looking for great, talented people in the area. So let us know. And I think that's good for housekeeping. Curtis, if you wanna add anything or potentially take it away with uh, today's topic. The house is clean. yeah, no, it's uh, good morning so far. Excited to jump into the content. I don't think there's anything else on on top of the mind. Um, it snowed yesterday. Yeah, that was interesting. So it's now getting closer to winter in Canada, but then it'll probably be summer again this week. 
Well, it snowed a couple times, I think, depending on what time you wake up, you might have not noticed because there, there, <laughs> there was snow on the ground. There was a night or two that it was like I was up early and there was there was snow on the vehicle. Mm-hmm. But then shortly after, towards like seven or eight, it was gone. So you may not have even known, mm-hmm. depending on what your uh, sleep schedules are like. Mm-hmm. But we are there receiving we snow now. And then apparently, yeah, like you were saying, uh, next week, they're forecasting like 14, 15, 16 degrees all week during the day so yeah canada. welcome to canada in november um, that's it where you're not sure if you should have your snow tires on yet or not <laughs> you probably yeah. just should you probably uh, should. we just you just get it booked because yeah you're gonna get you're gonna have nice spring feeling weather and then there's gonna be six inches or a foot of snow and you're gonna have to do stuff so um yeah <laughs> you want to get your snow tires on. yeah i believe i heard in uh quebec that it's it's illegal if you don't have winter tires on. Oh yeah, the, yeah. Well, you actually get, that's it's it's not allowed. You need to have winter tires on to get insurance, right? Yeah. Well, I think it's just the law. Oh, is it the law? I I, I thought it was you couldn't get insurance, but maybe I'm. I remember there was something. I don't place. know for sure. I should yeah. I should go to Google. Um, but either way, it's it's I, because there's some people that, you know they you know they have all seasons and right. that's what in. You know, they argue that, and I'm not trying to start a fight with all seasons or winter tires, but I definitely think, you know, when you're in the the deep of the winter in Canada, now we're not super up north, but when you, especially as you go farther up north, it gets, I mean, even here, it gets really, sometimes gets you get it, yeah. And if you have, if you have low tread on your tires, it's, it can be, uh, it's dangerous for everybody. I mean, you just see the 401, which is a big highway here, if, if you're not from the area, um it's it's the like it's the big highway getting from here to toronto and other big cities like it's just just crashes all over in the winter right and on um accidents that could have been avoided anyways so and 100 percent of those people have all season tires on not all i don't know <laughs> i'm that. just kidding i made, <laughs> I made that up just um <laughs> yeah yeah it's just yeah like but i heard about quebec i was like oh, that, you know that's interesting that's it seems like that makes sense, you know, like you're in Canada, it's super dangerous for other people, there's pedestrians on the street, you're going down a hill, I mean, we've all watched those funny videos of, like, I remember that, I remember watching that one funny video of just... Yeah, the Aussie man, uh, Aussie man, yeah. he, he, whatever, narrates over top of it, and it's just these trucks and just everybody just trying to go up, and it's only like 15 or 20 degrees, yeah. but no one can get up it, people are just falling, just sliding, there's a truck going down, yeah, it's, it's a, pure ice. It's just, well, I've been in that situation too, and it's, it's terrifying, you're coming down a hill, there's someone stopped at a stop sign in front, and there's like cross traffic yep. in front of that, and like you hit the brakes, and you're sliding, and I think that was one of the times that like caused me to switch to getting winter tires because I was just just kind of pounding all seasons into the ground at the time. And uh, yeah, it was scary. I ended up being able to come to a stop, but I was like kind of beside the car that I was in front of. I ended mm-hmm. up like swerving a bit to the side. It was like you're like a deer in headlights in those types of moments. You're just like you freeze up and you try not to slam on the brakes because that's not good because then you don't get any traction unless you have abs but anyways yeah and even with even with winter tires too if it's icy it's, it's yeah. not much that can happen um so anyways <laughs> issue eight i love how we just had a great talk about winter there winter tires there we go mrei um, talks about it right issue eight yeah, winter tires right? issue eight is get winter tires on <laughs> uh actually issue eight is make associating with with talent your number one priority and i i think 
the network part of it we all understand is so important we you know we always hear that your network is your net worth and they have a diagram here is you know small network means a small net worth and a big network means a big net worth and i i sometimes don't i don't always associate in my mind a big network to a big net worth because it also matters who is in it who true you yeah know, the it's individuals. not just quantity it's quality as well yeah it's quality of 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 people in your network as well and which issue eight kind of talks about that with which is make associating with talent your number one priority and i think what we all kind of struggle with is um and me included is succeeding through other people and that's a big part of of i mean our company that we you know you know that we're part of and it's i think is a big is a big determiner on you know, do you own a couple of properties and, you know, you self-manage or do you own a thousand units and you, you know, you can't manage all that yourself. And it's that, right. it's that associating and, you know, associating with other people, but then also making it a point on associating with, with talent, because that's really that, that factor that takes you from that level of a portfolio to a different level of portfolio. And it also turns it in, um, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, you have a pizza shop or you have, you know, you know, a dentist office or whatever. If, if it's just you doing it, well, there's, you know, even if the income is there, the value of the business is different versus if you have support staff and you have people in the company, it's just, right. it's, it's going to be looked at differently because it's more, it's more of a sustainable asset. Right. And, right. and you can kind of, you can kind of plug into it or unplug from it when needed right and it's not necessarily reliant on you you used a couple of keywords there that i was kind of thinking that i feel like makes it a little bit easier to understand if you're like the one man show or one woman show one person show um it's kind of like you have a job yeah or you might have a small a quote-unquote small business whereas when you when you grow into having you know like a, a couple dozen of properties and beyond you start to become more of a company right and in in a sense of tying straight into this is having having a network of talent i know that's one of the points we're talking about today mm -hmm. is sort of top grading talent so having a big pool of network to be able to top grade for talent mm -hmm. to be able to bring in to use um I use it the wrong word, but to, to work together with, to be able to grow together, you provide value to them because of opportunities. Yep. They provide value to you with in, in this type of in, instance, more opportunities and also leverage of your time and being able to cooperate on things to be able to grow. Cause mm -hmm. when you look at a couple of like big real estate investors that I can think of, like, you know, like Ken McElroy or like Grant Cardone or even Gary Keller himself, it, it's not just that one individual no not at all right you look at linda mckissick for example it's you you kind of get to a point where it's almost a necessity um to have other individuals that you work with to be able to lighten the load for yourself and because there's just so much opportunity that you can you can spread it out yeah because you get to a certain point you're going to need someone who's going to be you know, like finding opportunities for you right. and sending them to you and looking at them and handling the the property managers because they're managing such a large portfolio. Right. And uh, being able to, first of all, find those people. So it's having a network that's that's large enough so you can you can communicate your needs to these people to be able to find enough candidates 
mm-hmm. to be able to fill and having the right candidates to to fill into each slot. And I know that all sounds very daunting, especially if you just own a property or two. Right. Um, thinking, oh my goodness, I got to build this big company. But really, it's it's a it's a step by step process. Yep. And you're kind of filling needs as you need them. Yep. But the nice thing about this book is that it uh, it kind of sets you up for that type of success. Yes. If you desire it. Right. You know, it's not they they kind of didn't call it the hundred thousand dollar real estate agent for a reason. Gary's always big on investor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sorry. The hundred thousand millionaire real estate agent book too. Yeah. yeah so so the, it's yeah. the millionaire yeah. real estate investor. It's not the hundred thousand millionaire yeah, just, investor. Just want to clarify. Even yeah. though you can be a hundred thousand dollar real estate investor just by simply taking these models and, and cutting them in 10. Yes. Right. Um, so it's, it's it's nice because it's a blueprint. You can think big, but then you can also tailor it back or tailor it up depending on what you want. But right. this is this is the model to uh, to be successful, kind of at whatever level that you that you choose to be. Yes, yeah, totally, one hundred percent. And uh, sorry, I didn't know if you're gonna say anything more there. Um, it's I also see uh, you know a distinct factor on um, as you associate and you start to build through other people and succeed through other people which means that you're just just that alone succeeding through other people kind of without saying it is 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 pretty much you saying that you're you're giving i mean you're providing opportunity for other people and Mm -hmm. that's that's one thing that i've always looked at with as we start to grow and as we take you know our investments to another level and and the businesses that we're a part of, because you know we own real estate, but we also own businesses, and it's something that we sometimes even forget because we just sometimes you get locked in and you're doing more of a job in it, right? Also forgetting that you're building something really cool, and that's one thing as you know we're going about our business journey and learning and just life is, you know, you need to make it, um, you need to make it lucrative for everybody. It doesn't need to be like. You know the person at front desk has, you know, you know they they have ownership opportunity. I'm not saying that, but there should be a path to, you know, somebody in in you know an entry level position in your company to potentially in the future be part owner. Now mm-hmm. they you know go through the ropes and like you set those standards and what that looks like. But you know that's how I look at it with a property manager. Or you look at it with a carpenter. You look at it with you know a flooring person on. Not say they're going to own you know, part of the investments, but you want to, you want to make it, you want to incentivize them to, you know, through paying them well. And that routes back to, you know, paying people what they're worth. And I just see it sometimes with people when they're growing their company, where they're just trying to pay people just enough. Mm. And I, and I'm not saying go out and overpay people. I'm just saying you need to make it, you need to make it a win-win where, you know, you're not paying somebody that, you know, is an admin at your company, the lowest that you can possibly pay them to keep them from going. You want to pay them, you know, potentially above market rate to show that you value them. And hopefully out of that, you will get more value out of that, you know, out of that higher. So it's going to be worthwhile. And I guess I'm kind of just, but I'm, I'm, I'm going deeper into it just because I think it's, it's really important that you, you, um, associate with talent but you also then treat them well right and mm. and you make sure that it's a win-win like you know it's like you know with property management 
some people will look at that and be like, how are you paying so much in property management fees? And it's like, well, it's also, I need to make it a win-win for them, right? I need to, it needs to be worth their while to do it. Am I overpaying? Maybe. Could I do it for cheaper? Maybe. Probably. Maybe. Well, are you going to get the same experience? Right. As paying a, I guess, a, a higher or more fair rate. Right. Um, because you, <laughs> I've learned this is you, you get what you pay for, right? Well, and that's and that's more so for me, just a placeholder for all people that you work with. Just part of management is just one example. It's, no, it, yeah, it's your it's lawyer true, too. Yeah. It's your accountant too. On you know, I can you know we can get somebody to do our accounting for cheaper. Is it worth it? No, like you want to make sure that once you find that talent, that then you pay them what they're worth. And I know you know we harp on that all the time, but it's well, it's it really important. Just boil it boils down to pay people what they're worth because at the end of the day, sorry, it it it, it boils down to mindset. Yes, and an abundant mindset because you pay people what they're worth, then it's a it's a mindset that you hold with you, and it's an right. energy that you deserve to get paid what you're worth as well. Because how, in what world are you going to get what you're worth if you're not paying other people what they're worth? Yes. It's just, you're going to have to get pretty lucky if you have a mindset of like deal, 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 and now you want to charge full pop on stuff. A lot of people can get away with it. And it's just, yeah, if you have that, have the mentality of, you know, pay people what they're worth and, uh then I, at least I think that you're going to have a higher likelihood of getting paid what you're worth yes. when, when you go out into the marketplace and do your right. thing with whatever it is that you're doing. And I, I look at that with uh, with everything, well, you know, even if it's not related to real estate at all. I just have that right. mindset of, of course, you know, if I get three quotes for something, I'm not just going to pick the highest one. Like I'm going to but there's be other factors that play gonna into it. There's going to be other it, factors sure. too, but it's I'm not going to be like, oh, you know, will you do it for less if I pay cash or something like that? You know, if the bill's two hundred dollars, just just pay two hundred dollars mm-hmm. because that's that's what they're asking for. Yeah, that's and I don't want you to sound like this to sound like we're just pushovers. We just pay exuberant amounts of money for everything not that at we all. do. No, for sure. It's like I I still shop around and but there's also something to be said a, if I have a contact who handles that. I'm usually just going to go with them and pay them what they're worth because I, I value the relationship mm-hmm. and especially with what's going on in the world right now, just in regards to COVID and a lot of people being out of work, it's nice to be able to support someone, especially yes. someone that you know, especially if they're supporting you, but that's that shouldn't really necessarily be a factor for you because right. I don't want to scratch your back just because you're scratching mine. Yeah, it's um, more, it's, yeah, and that's, and that's, sorry to cut you off, and that's where I, it, and I've had that with, you know, in the past where people have said that and it, it's not a, you scratch, you know, you know, they all scratch yours and, and you scratch my back. Like you mentioned, it's, it's just, it's just kind of how you operate. It's just, it's not like this written down contractual agreement. It's, it's just, you know, right. here's how I run my life. I come from, you know, the principle of plenty, the principle of abundance, whatever you want to call it. And that's just how I operate. And when you look at it too, it's like, is overpay necessarily a bad thing? Like if you're if you're trying to get a website done and you could do it yourself, it's going to cost you five hundred, or you pay somebody to do it for three thousand, or maybe you know the going rate to get a website done is two thousand, and you pay three thousand. Is that necessarily really even that bad of a thing? Like, yeah, you could have like 
you know, a thousand dollars could have went somewhere else. We got to take into account your opportunity loss. Of yeah. Your opportunity cost of your time as well. Your time. And also, uh, time's just one piece of it within that time, the frustration <laughs> of trying yeah. to set up something that you don't know. So you have, it actually is probably double the amount of time because it takes you five hours to do it. But it's also times two because in those five hours, it was the worst five hours of your entire life. And you're paying a premium <laughs> to tap into someone else's right um, learning curve. Yeah. Because now you have this whole brand new learning curve where someone else who does that can just bang it out. Exactly. And they don't have those difficulties um, that a, a brand new website maker has. Right. And they 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 know the shortcuts and they know the things to do and the things not to do. And the bonus things that make websites look really good that you're probably going to miss because you're... Not probably, you will. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah, and I know so, you know that. Yeah, yeah. I know you... That's well, what, I'm just yeah. saying it, it's highly likely. Yes. It's possible that you won't. For sure. But I get, it, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You know, it's... Uh, you're, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the, this, uh, the advice changes i guess if you have absolutely zero money <laughs> and maybe you do got to just go make a crappy website by yourself but yeah i'd it's say all, generally yes. generally speaking all we're really trying to get at is just you have a network that you support and mm-hmm. through through your through your real estate investing through whatever it is that you're doing and it's nice to be able to support people yes and uh you come from the principle of money, pay, pay, pay people what they're worth because at the end of the day, we all love getting paid what we're worth. <laughs> and we all, we, you know, if you do a good job, you deserve it. Yeah. And I, I remember I was talking with um, somebody in a different, in a different industry and, you know, just going back and forth with the individual and you're just, you know, just talking about, yeah, I just, I, I'm thinking about leaving the industry and, and, uh, and actually becoming a realtor. It was a conversation I was having with this person. Yeah. <clears throat> And the individual kept bringing up like, you know, at my work, you know, I'm, I'm spending a lot more time at my work this year because of COVID, because there's a lot of new protocols and I'm, and I, you know, I really enjoy what I do. I'm spending a lot more time, but it's, it's, it's irritating that I'm not getting the value back. So I'm not, you know, my salary isn't going up or I'm not getting compensated for it. And I'm just like, you know, it's not just you know, investors that want to get paid what they're worth. It's everybody, everybody, you know, kind of puts a value to what they do, whether they're, you know, a teacher or a dentist or a doctor or whatever it is, there's a value to what you do. And if you're starting to get paid under that, how would you feel? Well, you wouldn't feel good about it. You know, like if, if, you know, if you're going rates 200,000 and now somebody says, no, like you're only worth 150, well, you're not going to feel good about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny how it goes both ways. Yeah. Cause it's like, if you're working the same amount of hours and all of a sudden you start getting paid less, people are way quicker to complain about that than if they get paid the same amount, but they're asked to work more. It's like the exact same thing in a sense, but I feel like people are, people are less apt to complain about just stay, sticking around a couple hours. Right. But if your manager said, hey, yeah, you're 15 an hour is now going down to 10. Yes. Um, you're less apt to complain, mind, right? On, right? That's yeah, a good point. It's yeah. interesting. Um, that is know, a good point, though. I, generally speaking, and I am speaking for myself here mostly, is we don't value our time enough. And I like to think that I value it pretty well. So and at the same you're time, saying you're saying when you when you're saying you're going from two hundred to one fifty and they're asking you to take less is when you're like, No, you put up a stink. 
Well, it's like, but yeah, if, why? Why would I take 50K less? Right. But there's a lot of people in situations where managers or whatever bosses just ask them to stick around a couple hours here and there. And you don't say anything is what you you're saying. you don't say anything. Gotcha. Because okay. a lot of people right. actually don't get compensated for those extra hours too. They just, they, they're just doing, they doing it, it because, because of the love or whatever. Yes. Like they have different motivations because they love the company or right. they, they like what they do or they like their boss. When, so, some people do get paid for overtime. A yeah. A lot of people do. For so, sure. Like, a lot of people don't of though. That's a different argument and some people don't. Right. So it's like, yeah, you're going to pay cut. It's like, well, no, but do you mind staying an extra couple hours? Of course, most people can just say no to that. But a lot of people, myself included back in the day, I would get paid for that for those extra hours when I was working back at Sobeys. Um, so it's easy it's to like say it was, yes. It was not overtime hours. Right. Though, but I, at least I was still getting paid and I, lo- I love my boss and um, I, everybody there was great to work with. So I, I really didn't mind it. Um, right and to make extra money as like a, as a teenager was just was just awesome yeah, yeah. and it's just totally and it's it, it, it's just interesting when you um somebody said to me the other day you know it's just whatever you're you know you're you're trying or like you're pissed off at something or whatever just put yourself in the other person's shoes mm. and it's so and it's tough that's a big one yeah but it I think especially when you start succeeding through other people and you're dealing with other people every day is how would you want like how would you want to feel if you were in the other spot because there's a right way to do it with succeeding through other people and there's a wrong way to do it you know you right, can no, have sorry, it's not how would you want to feel it's like how does that like how how do you feel as the other person for sure you know what i mean for sure i and think what, i'm understanding that yeah exactly you want to yeah you want to be able to put the other person's shoes on and that yeah, that that's just a great mindset to have in general. I feel like that if you can just even begin to embody that, you're gonna have way better personal relationships. Exactly, and just relationships in general. I mean, personal like <laughs> with people, I guess. Um, you're just gonna have better relationships if you can kind of put yourself in that other person's body mm-hmm. and go, okay, did well, how did I just? How would I want to be treated in that situation? Yeah, how would I want to be treated? How did what I just say But I want to be, yeah, and like at the end of the day, would I want to be compensated what they're getting compensated? Does that seem fair Mm. for the amount of time and work and stuff that they're putting into, you know, doing that kitchen, whatever, (laughs) or doing all that flooring? Like, would I want to get paid that or did they they ask for too little because they wanted to get the business and now maybe, like, maybe, maybe I should talk with them about paying them more or maybe or you know maybe that is a little bit too much whatever it's just it's just looking at it on how would how would the other person feel and i know we're i i feel like we're going into a lot of um feelings today but <laughs> it's true and in, in my mind um i i kind of <laughs> think of the um the qu- welcome to therapy with kurt and matt just saying just saying just saying um I think about quantum leap and I think about this one diagram that Gary, that Gary has. And you can imagine, you know, three things is everything you can do in life, um, everything that you can know in life, mm. and then everything that you can have in life money wise. And you just, you take a circle and you can only have a bit of all of it. Right. It's like a Venn diagram for anyone yeah. trying to imagine this. Yeah. From, from, from each one, because when you think about everything that you can know, you can't read all the books. Well, so you can't you, know everything too because all the stuff that's knowable is kind of always expanding too. It's always expanding. <laughs> and then when it comes to money, well, Jeff Bezos, I don't know, worth 100 mil, 200, or 100 mil, 100 bill to 200 billion. <clears throat> I don't know what it is. It's a humongous number. Well, that's not, that's a lot of money, you're but never it's- never going to have it all. He's never going to have 
all the money. So that means that there's 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 so much complexity with you knowledge. You can't have all the stuff. I know, like have it yes. all isn't specifically about money. I just want to clarify that, <laughs> like. It can you, be it's stuff too. Yeah, yeah and, and, and Jeff experiences Be- and yeah, and like Bill Gates, he can have a lot of stuff and experiences, no question. But relative to all the stuff and experiences that's available on planet Earth, you can't have them all. He's never gonna have it all, and it's just yeah. and and also too with everything that you can do, you can travel to every single country in the world, and you're not gonna see every single site that there is to see. And it's just it's just a good reminder for when we're dealing with other people, on especially with. Everything that you can have on the money side, especially when you're dealing with other people and just realizing that there's so much opportunity. Mm. It's it's not like there's just, you know, and, and I know Jeff talks about it too. It's not like if, you know, there's this pie and then you take, you know, your part of the pie and that means, you know, there's less pie for everybody else. There's 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 a never ending amount of of, of a pie available through going out there and, and growing a business or growing an investment or like, you know, I'm not trying to get political, but government just starts printing money. It's like all this, all, all the money and wealth, if we're talking money, is just, it's all like, what is like, what is money? It's just on, it's like, it's paper. Like, what is this? You know? And, and we, and we sometimes start get clingy because we want to get, you know, a bargain on something. And it's like, come on, man. Like they're printing this stuff. You know what I mean? Like opportunity to grow your money other ways is 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 so lucrative. It's just it's never ending. And I feel like I'm going on like a deep rant right now, but geez, it's it's just it's never ending. You so, know? Oh my goodness! Listen to enough Ray Dalio, man. <laughs> <laughs> so issue number nine is um you touched on a top grade for ever increasing leverage. Um, I believe you touched on that a little bit, and then um. Always, always work from written proposals and contracts. It, it, you know, good paper makes. I mean, good paperwork makes good friends. I think that's that's pretty safe to say. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, Kevin says that good paperwork makes good friends. And then he also says it's funny how they're called agreements because really they're only the only time, especially between individuals, that an agreement's really used is when you have a disagreement. Right. So it's yes, it's it's to cover the bases because yes, me and Kurt are. Uh, in business together, we own properties together, but we have we, we have paperwork between us yep. talking about the ownership of the properties yes. because yeah, I love you to death and we get along great, but you just you don't know if that goes on forever. And I know it's a little different because we're brothers, blood's pretty yes. thick. But when you have when you have relationships and you're going into business with people, it's just nice to have something in paper, and yeah. that can seem a little awkward to some individuals, but it's just like. You know, let, let let's just make an agreement so that if whatever happens in the future, that everything's covered. You exactly. Know? And so we can we can deal with this. Maybe one person can buy the other one out. Whatever it is that you decide, there's going to be some disposition, um, sort of outlined in that. A couple of different options, typically, um, just in regards to like owning uh, real estate together. What if somebody dies? All this stuff. Um, just have have paperwork there. You know. Yeah. Like speak not- with the lawyer. Just get it done because having good paperwork makes makes good friends it's just it's nice to know that everything's covered yeah it makes it it almost makes it less awkward because it just now 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 you know if if right if if there's if there's a dis i mean if there's a time where we disagree on okay cool you know we look over here and okay you know we agreed to this a couple of years ago does that still make sense should we change that okay cool that still makes sense let's keep it okay okay maybe let's change that rule yeah maybe that's it's just it it's keeps like you all you both 
every all the parties agree to it anyways. Right. So uh, there's no reason why we can't sign a piece of paper saying that we agree to it. Exactly. We're, we're already talking to each other saying, I agree to this, I agree <laughs> right, to that. Yeah, yeah. So just put it on a piece of paper and sign it. <laughs> yep. 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 Yeah. And then the last issue here uh, is, or the last issue we're going to talk about today uh, is protect your reputation and, and, and operate with confidence. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. 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 That kind of ties in, in, in my mind at least, with just paying people what they're worth because that definitely... That definitely uh, gives you a good reputation in your area. Yep. You know, if you if you treat people well, pay them what they're worth, um, get back to people on time. These are all just little things that you can do to, uh, you know, improve your reputation, follow through with what you, you know, I did what I said I was going to do. And uh, yeah, that's, I think that is a good one to keep in mind just with, with your network. It's not just having a bunch of people in there. You're just like corralling sheep in and just using people to not get your jobs done. You know, it's no. the, uh, all the stuff that we're talking about, building wealth, building businesses, it's all, it's all a long-term endeavor, you know, and you want to enjoy it throughout as well. Yeah. So it's not just, you know, having a network just to be able to work together. It's, you're going to find, you're going to find friends in there too, and you're going to develop relationships and well, like you, yeah, build, you, build beyond business. That's the whole point of it all is a, a business worth having and a life worth living, right? Well, yeah, and you want to, you know, I know for me personally, it's like get to a point where I'm I'm giving a lot more and, mm. and doing cool stuff, but also it's it's as you're becoming more and more successful in business, if other people around you aren't becoming more successful, something's wrong. You know, if, mm. if, if you're, you know, if, if the professionals that you use and then, you know, people that work with you, maybe, you know, actually within your company, if they're not, if some of them aren't becoming some sort of like on some sort of standard of more wealthy, then something's wrong. Like, you know, there's got to be a few key other people that are. Don't hog the ball. Yeah. You know, (laughs) that, you know, that's making money that because why is it worthwhile for somebody to spend, you know, their whole career working at your business? Well, you know, there's, there, there needs to be something there, right? Yeah, and, I know and, you mentioned pie earlier too. I'm hoping that is pumpkin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pumpkin pie is good. Um, but anyways, so uh, I really hope. I mean, I really, I really enjoyed today's episode. That was fun. That was a good talk. So um, we're gonna continue on with the with the remainder issues next episode of Own a Million from the Millionaire Real Estate Investor by Gary Keller. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.